Hello, I'm Judith Olasson Turney, welcoming you to this hour on Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway with a new destination every week for anyone who wants to come along. In today's program, we'll enjoy music by four opera composers who also composed, composed art songs, something our special guest soprano Mindy Ammons knows plenty about. The topic aria and art song was her master's thesis. Other special guests with me in the studio are pianist Barbara Allen and violinist Aubrey Smith. We'll get to know them in just a little while after they perform three art songs by well-known Italian opera composer Giacomo Puccini. First, we'll hear an aria, Kiel Bel Sogno di Doretta, from Rondine, The Swallow, Puccini's opera that was intended to be comic, but sadly ends not so comic. And then, Sole Amore, and lastly, Canto d'Anime, performed by soprano Mindy Ammons, accompanied by pianist Barbara Allen.
our Italian pit stop here on Highway 89, three songs of Giacomo Puccini performed by soprano Mindy Ammons and pianist Barbara Allen. I'm Judith Olasson-Turney, and in this hour we're enjoying the works of opera composers who have a penchant for art songs as well. Mindy Ammons is a graduate student at Brigham Young University and performs with the Utah Lyric Opera Company. Mindy, tell us about the first aria you sang from La Rondine. Why did you include it in this program of art songs? Well, that's a good question. I was actually looking for something uh, that wouldn't kill me (laughs) because I was also singing uh, his art songs, which you'll notice are also very operatic sounding. So I did a set on my recital of bookend pieces. I started with Kiel Belsonio. I thought it was um, an attention grabber, but fairly short. And then I, I sang four art songs, and then I closed 
with another Puccini art song that was uh, much slower, a little more intense. Well, a friend of yours blogged that during a college masterclass, you once said, quote, shaping the line is like pulling taffy. What did you mean by that? Well, it's extremely important, and I'm constantly having to remind myself that you really connect the notes into a line. And I talk to my students about thinking of their music in terms of phrases instead of individual notes or, <clears throat> pardon me, individual words or syllables. And so if you imagine stretching taffy, it takes a little effort, especially if it's a little stiff, and you elongate as you stretch. And it's the same concept when you connect the line as you sing in music, especially operatically, although that shouldn't be the case. It really should be in all music that we sing. It should be very connected. That's a great image. You're a busy mother of five and a soprano with lots of engagements. So I'm guessing that you haven't the time literally to pull taffy nowadays. No. <laughs> um, what is your busy life like? Well, I am just finishing up my master's degree. So I've been on a dead run for the past four years. And I'm wondering how I'm going to make the adjustment because I've been going so fast. It's been busy. I have been uh, taking classes of a fairly full course load. And I've also been teaching private voice and group voice at BYU. And then I have my own private studio. And then I've had other church and family uh, commitments. And so we've just all had to be very organized. And fortunately, my husband is also a musician and works in the School of Music. And so he understands the whole thing. And we've been able to work well together and coordinate. Good arrangement. <laughs> Barbara? Uh, you're well-known and respected in Utah as a pianist and teacher, and we at this station have collaborated with you on more than one occasion. Given your vast experience, I'm curious to know, what musical work has surprised you lately? Something new, something unexpected in an old piece? Well, every time you get out an old piece, it becomes a new piece, and you, especially the great, the great works, the works of Beethoven, Bach, and so on. You find new things in them forever and ever, and so that's why they've lasted so many hundred years. And then you find wonderful new new music, too, like the music of Piazzolla. And, uh, these pieces that Mindy and I have been doing together, although they're not new pieces, uh, they're classical gems. And so we just keep finding new ways to to perform them and find new little little surprise moments in them that make them exciting and, and wonderful. Well, we'll chat some more, but let's get back into the music. Richard Strauss wrote some lovely pieces, one of which is his Bright Uber Mein Haupt, Opus 19, Number 2, Let Your Raven Hair Fall Upon My Head, and two songs he wrote as a wedding present to his fiancée, Pauline, the day before they were wed, Morgan, Tomorrow, Opus 27, Number 4, one of Strauss's best-known songs, Silently We Will Look in Each Other's Eyes and Upon Us Sinks the Mute Silence of Happiness, and Cecile, Opus 27, Number 2, If You But Knew What Living Is, You Dwell With Me. Violinist Aubrey Smith will join soprano Mindy Ammons and pianist Barbara Allen on Morgan. Oh, 
We've just heard three songs of Richard Strauss, Bright Uber Mein Haupt, Morgan and Cecily, performed by Mindy Ammons, Barbara Allen, and Aubrey Smith. This is Highway 89, and I'm Judith O'Lawson Turney. Mindy and Barbara, both of you teach and have your own private students. Did uh, Barbara, did teaching come as a natural uh, process to you out of your own performance experience? Well, I don't think I put it quite that way. Teaching is what you do to earn a living. <laughs> Performing is what you do because you love to do it. I enjoy teaching, especially singers. I especially, although I'm a pianist and have had my career mainly as a piano teacher, I now work with singers and I adore singers. They are my very favorite musicians. Uh, they are so much fun and such a thrill to work with. And the music of the vocal repertoire is out of this world. It is so glorious. So working with singers, I don't really think of myself as a teacher of singers. I'm not a vocal teacher, but a vocal coach. And so we get to talk about the music more than the technique. So teaching is all a part of it. But you teach yourself as you go along, too. So Right. Mindy, what's been the most rewarding thing about teaching for you? I love teaching. I was really worried when I first started teaching years ago. I hated it. <laughs> I thought, now what do I do? This is my degree. But I absolutely love it. Fortunately, it grew on me very quickly. And I think it is... Uh, so exciting when you have a passion about something that you can instill in someone else. And my philosophy is that everyone has the right to sing. Everybody has a voice. And we all find ways to express ourselves. I feel very blessed and very fortunate to be able to express things in song that I could not express in other ways. And I try very hard to instill that in my students, and I think they feel it. And, and I want to help them to love it as much as I do, along with learning proper technique and all of the details that go along with singing correctly. It's a very positive, positive outlook. Mindy, um, or either one of you, dare we ask what can be the most challenging about teaching? Hmm. For me, I think the most challenging is when I have a student who is unteachable. Uh, they aren't willing to be open and, and learn new things or trust. That's the most difficult and frustrating thing for me. That's more difficult for me than even a student who might struggle with some pitch recognition. You know, what we often hear is tone deafness. Uh, I think there are actually very few people who are truly tone deaf, but some people struggle with hearing pitch. I'd much rather work with someone like that by far than somebody who has a little too much pride. Barbara? I suppose uh, it's, well, you have to have the whole package. You have to have the gift. You have to have the work ethic. You have to have the personality. All of the package together, the stage presence, in order to become a, a first-rate performer. As, as teachers, we work with people at all different levels. One of the most difficult is having a very gifted student who doesn't work. They just don't appreciate. They don't have the work ethic. That is true of, among uh, students of all levels, of course. But the work ethic really makes all the difference in the world. And they may not be, become metropolitan opera singers, but they will do very well if they have the work ethic. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I categorize them into three groups. I categorize the most successful group is, is the group those who have the natural raw talent and the work ethic. But the second group is 
the group with the work ethic. And then the third group is with the talent, but no work ethic. And I've seen people who just worked and worked and worked and passed up. Those singers who clearly had more natural ability, but they wanted it more. Well, I hope your students are listening. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Let's hear now French composer Francis Poulenc's selections from his song cycle, Fiancée pour Rire, a collection of six lyrical melodies based on the poems of Louise de Villemorin, Il Vole, Violon, and Fleur.
Soprano Mindy Ammons and pianist Barbara Allen performed Francis Poulenc's Il Vol, Violon, and Fleur on Highway 89. Well, we're in for a scenic treat with the next set of songs. Each describes the beauty and elements of the earth. Mindy, the text of the first two songs are poems by Robert Louis Stevenson, and the songs are written by one of the most renowned composers and lyricists of American opera today, Carlisle Floyd. He draws on folk and religious music traditions. So how does Carlisle Floyd speak to you when you sing his songs? Is there imagery in the selections you'll sing today that you particularly like? Definitely, definitely. I really like the juxtaposition of his two very short art songs that I will sing with the aria that I will sing from his opera, Susanna. First of all, he's a truly American composer. And as I was doing research about him uh, for my thesis, he was very um, religious-oriented. I don't know how personally religious he is, but he was raised by a father who was a minister in the Bible Belt. And so you see those themes. You also uh, find some themes in his music of hypocrisy in religion, and that very much plays a role in the opera Susanna. The aria I will sing is very positive, however, <laughs> so it comes early in the opera before things get darker. Well, the selections of Carlisle Floyd are a wonderful way to round out our trip down Highway 89. So to conclude, we'll hear two songs from Floyd's song cycle, Rain and Where Go the Boats, both from Robert Louis Stevenson's A Child's Garden of Verse, and finally, Ain't It a Pretty Night, from his opera Susanna, sung by soprano Mindy Ammons and accompanied by pianist Barbara Allen. The rain is raining all around it falls on field and tree. It rains on the umbrellas here and on the ships at sea. Dark brown is the river. 
Soprano Mindy Ammons and pianist Barbara Allen performing three songs by American composer Carlisle Floyd, Rain, Where Go the Boats, and Ain't It a Pretty Night, from the opera Susanna. 
Well, that ends another musical trip down Highway 89. Thanks to our guests, Mindy, Barbara, and Aubrey, for coming to our studio and performing these selections for us today. Highway 89 takes you to any number of destinations, every one of them musical and memorable. We'd love to hear from you anytime about our program. Contact us at highway89 at byu.edu. And we look forward to having you with us next time. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting. I'm Judith Olasson-Turney. Thanks for listening.